You're listening to the Ones Ready Podcast, a team of Air Force Special Operators forged in combat with over 70 years of combined operational experience as well as a decade of selection instructor experience. If you're tired of settling and you want to do something you truly believe in, you're in the right place. Now here's your host, PJ team leader, jujitsu lover, meme enthusiast, and dad joke aficionado, Aaron Love. Welcome, everybody, to the Ones Ready Podcast. You are here in the team room with the entire squad, plus very special guests. We always want to start off with gratitude. We want to say thank you, guys, for engaging on the Instagram, for engaging on the Facebook, for following what we're doing, for going and posting your workouts and telling us what you're doing during this quarantine, because we feel your pain as well. We are stuck inside. Don't get to go out a whole lot. When I do get to go out and work out, I've been using my new mainframe ruck from Everly Stock, so I want to give a shout-out to those guys. Thanks very much. We have friends that have helped us get to where we are now. We're, like, sort of mildly famous. From what I understand, there are, like, tens of listeners of this podcast, so no big deal. Thanks for helping us all get to where we are. All of them are family members, though. <laughs> all of them are family. I actually, yeah, all of them are family members, and actually, uh, I had a, an aunt troll me about it, so it was pretty good. Um, she basically, I had to block her. It was, it was a whole thing thing um but we want to say thanks to all those people that have helped us out go check out alpha brew coffee if you need to re-up some of the best coffee on the market or if you need some extra energy go check out strike force they're all our friends they all uh you know great businesses as well so go go throw them some support while you're doing your online shopping so to the heart of the issue this week on the team room you guys have asked about it guys and girls have asked about a million times can you get an officer on we want to know a little bit more about tac p so we got you the air national guard episode last week and now we're going to get into it again and we're going to talk about the tac p pipeline assessment selection with our friend amanda welcome amanda how are you doing pretty awesome thanks for having me oh it was a pleasure to have you um <laughs> we begged we begged her to come on amanda has a really really distinctive story that we're going to get into here. Um, Amanda, just start us off with how did, how did you, you know, get into the air force and, and what, what job did you do first before spoiler alert, you went through tech P, uh, assessment selection. So I went to the air force Academy and I graduated in 2008 and going there, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. And okay. As one does, I saw top gun one too many times. And then <laughs> We did. Um, Top Gun's a Navy movie. I hate when people say that. Well, how dare you? You want to? Uh, you know what? It helped out the Air Force's recruiting. Absolutely. Really, yeah. And then you don't have to be in the Navy, so it's pretty awesome. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided that the idea of being a pilot was cooler than actually being a pilot. So I decided that I didn't want to fly, and I went with force support. So that's what I commissioned into in two. 2008. So, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that. What is, what is force support? So for people that, that might have like no idea, what, what does force support do? It is a little bit of everything. So it's the personnel section, human resources, where you get your evals, taking care of decorations, your ID cards, SGLI. And then it comes to under the umbrella is the dining facility, the fitness center, you got the bowling alley, the child development center, you got the youth center, and then we also do mortuary and search recovery. Yeah, and that was actually something when we talked prior, you know, prior to the podcast a couple of weeks ago, that was actually an aspect that I was I was pretty shocked at when you said that you had been, you know, on um, you know, on recoveries. Can you go into kind of that that mortuary affairs um, section of the job? Because that's that's interesting. I don't think people really understand exactly what force support does as far as that goes. Yeah, we have it's it's such a, my airmen have such a huge spectrum of stuff. They're, they're the ones who are at the fitness center and then a, their additional duty is search and recovery and mortuary. So if an airman dies 
overseas. We, we help get them out, all of their equipment out. So, uh, the bag, bag and tag, get you out, drape the cough, drape the coffin with a flag, salute you out, make sure everything, make sure you're good to go going back. I, as the mortuary officer, you inspect, you inspect the fallen airmen and make sure that everything is good so that we can get you to your family as good as possible. And then when we receive on the other end, we make sure that you get into your service dress and then you get back to your loved ones. So it's pretty, it's pretty heavy. I'll tell you, there's nothing yeah. more humble. There's nothing more humbling than seeing my NCO uh, pin a name tag on a fallen airman's chest. You're just like, Holy yes. cow. And it was my first day as a mortuary officer. Like I got, I showed up and somebody had died and I was like, you know, it was like what this out of body experience. And my NCO was just like, you know, right. let's take care of them. And, you know, talking, talking to the fallen airmen and it's just so amazing. So it's very humbling, but that's the more, that's the mortuary piece. So not just for people overseas, but we, uh, I was at Shaw before and we dealt with a lot of suicides, car accidents, so yeah. we, we make sure that you get back to your loved ones and okay. all of your, and all of your belongings. And then the search and recovery is if there's a downed aircraft, we, um, after the scene is cleared, we go in and we basically, me and my airmen, we get in a line and we step, step, step until we find all of the fallen airmen. And then all of, then we'll sift through everything to get as much of the belongings as possible. Yeah, it's then, crazy. And, you know, I, I think we yeah. talked about it, but I've, I've done a couple of aircraft recoveries before and I was, I was kind of shocked. I never, you know, usually we're there like right when it happens, we, we clear everything out and, and we leave, but it was, it was really interesting to hear that, you know, there was somebody specifically you on the back end um, and force support that actually provides that function. So that's cool. How long, had, uh, how long did you do force support? I have been at going on 12 years. Got it. Cool. So twelve years. Like and when? When did you first hear about uh, special warfare? So like you, I know we have a pretty good um, uh, group of people at the academy that work out on a regular basis. We get a lot of stows and crows and alos out of there. Absolutely. Um, but I'm just kind of curious throughout your journey because everybody kind of hears about it at a different point in time, and they hear different things about the entire community and what interested you. So yeah, when did you first hear about it, and what got you going? Yeah, it's a roundabout way. I think it was the uh, Sandhurst guys. There's like a team that goes out and competes at school. And it's usually all the guys who go Stowe, Crow, Alo that are competing. So I remember like seeing this team of these crazy guys running around doing all kinds of crazy stuff and being at school, like we weren't allowed to do it. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And then just like going about my day. And when I was at school, like my friend, my friends who know me at the Academy call me Amanda 2.0 because I wanted nothing to do with any of that when I was at school. Like I distinctly remember like having to do land nav for an exercise and being like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I'm never going to know how to do this. And just like literally like sulking through the woods, like how, like thinking how dumb it was. And then there I was 10 years later in the woods, like doing land nav. Like idiot. Probably still going, this is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I never Exactly. You've never been more mad until you have been hopelessly lost in woods at night by yourself with a map because you got yourself there. You can't get yourself out and you just hate yourself. It, it makes me so yes. mad. <laughs> yes. Except for me, I got myself wedged under a tree. 
So I was really, I was really mad. Cause, well, cause you know, you got to go straight. You got, and you got your ruck on and you're, you're going straight and then the branches get pretty gnarly. So most of the dudes could like smack the branches out of the way and they'd break. Well, I'd smack the branches with my rubber ducky and they'd smack me back in the face. So I stopped <laughs> smacking the branches because <laughs> I was getting kind of, you know, cut up. But, uh, so I went under the branch and then under another branch and then I got like wedged and there was like a, a five minute period where I'm like, they're going to have to come machete me out. Like I'm, I'm stuck. I'm alone. Can't, can't go through it. Can't go over it. I'm going to go under it. All right. Exactly. You just took that getting stuck alone out there to a whole nother level. I mean, stuck. <laughs> and under so, a so please tell me that somebody needed to help you out of this predicament. Did you get out of it on your own? No, I eventually made it. Like I was like, there's no way I would never be able to live that down. It's just sheer will. Like, literally like digging myself a yeah. hole in the ground. At some like, point pride takes out. over. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. You, you must have at least been a captain. Cause if you were a Lieutenant, you just would have been stuck forever. That, exactly. that's I was the captain. Yes. Lucky <laughs> you'd, me. You'd be, doing the, you'd be doing the podcast from that tree. <laughs> like, so I live in the woods now. This is great. I'm a woods person. That's it. Uh, I was a walking person and now I'm a woods person. This is it. Uh, now I'm just home. <laughs> So like take it a step back and going into your, you know, force support, like what was the trigger that, that really pushed you to like, okay, yep. I'm going to cross train. This is what I want to do. This is the right path for me. There is a few. So I talked about like Amanda wants nothing to do with this. Well, Amanda, I commissioned as a Lieutenant and then I was told I was deploying. I was like, cool. You know, first, uh, first Lieutenant. And they're like, you're going to Iraq as an air advisor. I'm like, what the hell is that? They're like, uh, so we just kind of came up with this term. We don't really know. So they send me to issue. They're like, here's your grenade pouch. I'm like, what? Like three, like they gave me like a cop issue and then something that involved a grenade pouch and then something else. I'm like, um, I'm for support. They're like, it's on your list. And then they send me to, what is the mini seer again? ECAC. And they're like, uh, so who's cops? We're cops. Who's weather? We're weather. Like, what are you for support? Like, what the hell are you doing here? I don't know. Don't know. Let's get this. Don't know. So what I told you, here's a grenade pouch. Do you need this? (laughs) I brought you your grenade pouch. What do you like to talk about? I've spent a lot of time in the woods. Exactly. It's like, can I put snacks in the grenade pouch? Is that acceptable? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you're t- listen, you're talking to the world's <laughs> foremost expert on keeping food on them at all times. Exactly. Peaches, ladies and gentlemen. Of course. I knew he, I liked He knows it. exactly what snacks will fit in that grenade pouch. <laughs> See, I feel I'm like at, I'm good at Tetris. I could fit it all in. You're my spirit animal because I I deal with hanger issues. So I need snacks at all times. Like I am literally oh, eating yeah. all day long. Brian, uh, Brian is essentially a walking zombie, but he would totally agree with you if he wasn't dead, uh, because Brian's, Brian's working on about four hours of sleep, right? Now. Oh, a little bit, a little bit less than that. And I've just been <laughs> well, for the week. Yeah. Finals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Finals uh, going on right now. I'm doing right. test after test yeah, yeah. working in the ER. It's and the kids, shit. as soon as I came home are screaming and no. it's, it's a whole lot of fun. So Anyway, don't mind me. I'm just going to be miserable over here, but continue. I'll keep talking. So anyway, I go to air advisor training and we had, um, they made us 
fire a bunch of weapons that I'd never done. Like, it was like, you're firing your M16 and now it's out. And now you're firing your M9, like all this stuff, like switch it to your left side. You're going to roll in the dirt. You're sh- hitting, shooting at targets and like aggressive driving. And then they made us do army uh, combat lifesaver training, which prior to that blood kind of made me queasy. And then they're like, well, you're, you're required to respond. Like now that you have this training and they made us like watch a whole week of gore and then it like got it out of me. So that, that deployment hardened me up that training as an air advisor. And then I did a year in Afghanistan and that's when they were, it was uh, 13 to 14. I was with the army, the joint task force that did detention operations and rule of law for Afghanistan. So that was pretty cool. But I mean, being with the armies, you know, a little rough sometimes. So that hardened me up too, but women still weren't allowed. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you say being with the army is rough and yet you decided to go that route. I know. Right. Which is, which is funny. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> come to, so 2015, 2015, my friend calls me. She's like, yo, I got invited to the, to participate in the women in service review at Lackland. I was like, I don't even know what that is. She's like, we're trying to get women into combat. I was like, I'll go. Like, I'm, I'm kind of in shape. Like, let's do this. And then after those two weeks there, I met my friend, Jay-Z. Just tough as hell chick. Just like motivating and made me better. It pushed me harder. And just my battle buddy through all those crazy things that I'd never done before. And then after a week, so they have the exercises and then they have you do the, the core tasks. Like after doing those tasks, I was like, I think, yeah, I think I want to do this. This is, this is pretty amazing. And that's right about when they were lifting the band. So originally I wanted, I was looking at Crow because I love the mission so much, but I didn't know how long, like I could get, I could pass the pass test, but like, that's like my peak fitness, like, you know, well-rested Etc. Like I don't. I didn't know how much farther I could push, and I was more comfortable on land anyway. I love hiking, loaded pack, just naturally my state on land. So I went with Tech P. Boom. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. People ask us all the time too, and, and they'll be like, "Hey, I'm in between, you know, a couple of career fields." That's that's really awesome that you kind of laid out your reasoning there. You're like, "Hey, I, you know, I think I'm I'm a better fit for this. These these are the things that are pushing me towards Tech P." So. Yeah, that's man. That's really, really good input, especially for the, yeah. the people that listen to us. And uh, so, I do some programs and stuff. Um, I run another thing called How to Be a PJ, and there's a lot of crows and women that ask me, you know, what is what are the hardest things for that you've seen women? I haven't had any women students, honestly, when I was an instructor. But mm-hmm. what was the kind of hardest thing for you? Like your limitations? I know pull pull ups and rucks are usually a little bit harder for women, but it sounds like you got rucks in the bag. Yeah, um, swimming's usually easier from what I've seen um, and the feedback that I've been given based on the programs and stuff. But how did you kind of get training and get going and how'd you overcome whatever obstacles you ended up having physically? Oh man, that was like five questions. Yeah, I know. We all right, wrap so it all we'll up. Start, that's fine. We'll start with the first one. Uh, what did I have challenges with? Rucking, I was always at least top half with my class or with my team. So that was good. And pull-ups, I was doing 14 perfect ones going on 15. So that was, that was pretty good. Runs were easy. It was as soon as you put the LBE on me and I had to run with weight. Mm. That's, I was completely unprepared for that. Cause I had done wrecking. I had done plenty of running, but as soon as you put that LBE on with the full canteens, I was like, 
holy shit, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like every day, a like... P- every day a PT was something I'd never done before. And I was just like, oh, my God. like what? No one told me. So, yeah. yeah. What, yeah uh, that was a shocker. Kind of in that vein, because I, I actually had it written down. I wanted to ask that exact question. It was, you know, what were some things that, that kind of shocked you, right? So what were those things when you got there that you were just like, holy crap? Were there any other things where when you were at selection that you thought back, you were like, crap, I wish I would have known to train for this sort of event. Oh man. Um, well for me, nobody taught me how to get a heavy ruck on because I was fine with the lower weights and you know, you swing it over your head. But when you're at the 95 pounds, like it was suddenly like I'm swinging and I'm like, Oh shit. Swinging. And then eventually I would get it. So we would do our ruck layout after the rucks and you have to cut your stuff out. So now I have that 45 pound plate shifting around and I couldn't get it over my head. Like I just absolutely could not do it. So I'm like on the ground and I like literally like try to get up and like turtles. I was like, shit. Like that, that was like the lowest moment for me. I was so frustrated because I could not get up. And luckily one of my guys just like gives me his hand and just like, pulls me up, like sees me struggling and gets me, but I was, I was unprepared. And then it's so funny because my husband, he's, he's army right now. But like, I called him that day. He's like, no one taught you how to get up. Like (laughs) (laughs) he's like, he like showed me how to get up with a heavy rug. He's like, yeah, we learned at Ranger school. I was like, that would have been way better. (laughs) Information I could have used yesterday, honey. Yes. Instead of, instead of me turtling on the ground in front of 40 dudes, help me. (laughs) So besides the physical stuff, and I know it's, we, we talk a lot about the physical, but like, how did you prepare your mind psychologically for everything that was coming your way? Obviously there were a lot of surprises and you got, you know, you made it past that first 90 pound ruck, I'm assuming, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so what, what, what did you do specifically? What books did you read or did you do anything to, to condition your mind for the, the challenges that you knew were headed your way? I think my, I was fortunate for the deployments that I'd had before to kind of get me into that tougher mindset. And then I had some really good TACP mentors, uh, Chachi Pachesa, Dale Bickle, <laughs> like, <laughs> Drop them names. I'm sorry. I'll Absolutely. drop them names. I <laughs> and why do I have to drop his name? Because Chachi, this is before I even went to Wizard stuff. He's like, I heard you want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I was like, of course I want to. And he's like, I'm going to get you to airborne school. Like he never, he never looked at me as a chick. He just looked at me as someone who had a desire to go somewhere. And he was wait, wait, wait. There. She, they never looked at you as a what? Chick. Like, You're a woman. Whoa. I know it's shocking. I never it's, thought that it's not even shocking. that that I'm surprised about the fact that I can't. Can we use chick? Can we use yeah, that right now? That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> is, that, is that okay now? That's, that's the world we're living in. <laughs> like that is the world we're living in right now. We're worried about what so. right Finally, I friend, used it's totally it. cool. I, I used it. I have a female friend. It's totally cool. She's no, already, broken. All time. She's already <laughs> broken that glass ceiling. We can use chick. All right, cool. That's it. Yeah, That's cool it. dude, cool chick. Two chachiisms. Yeah. So. <laughs> nah, oh, Chachi and, uh, and Dill are good dudes. Absolutely. Uh, okay, yeah. so walk us. What was your closest call during during the TACP assessment selection? What did, what did they call it back then? So when you went through, it was called what? 
like the, at the schoolhouse. Yeah. So the, the initial selection punch in the mouth down there. So when you went through, what was the name of the course? Oh, so I did the, uh, the ALO aptitude assessment, the AAA. Okay. And then what and did the, that consist of? Um, God, endless calisthenics. <laughs> I, think, I think I blacked out. We just did cows for hours and then leadership tests. Got it. Got it. Cool. Through there. Um, yeah, that's kind of a blur, but yeah, yeah. No, you know, you take the pass, you, you get your ruck timed and then in between there, you get yelled at a lot, lots of cows, problem solving. And then we did the, it was the basic prep course. And then it was just the, uh, the three level at the schoolhouse, the tech fee. So with, yeah. with the assessment and, and all that stuff and through the pipeline, if you had to pick your favorite and your least favorite event, what would they be? Oh, God. Um, anytime we had to run in LBE, I struggled. Because usually I was, well, I was a captain, so I was in charge. So mm-hmm. I never, I never liked to be behind. Like I like to be near the front. And so anytime I fell behind, I'd get really pissed or anytime we had to do, you know, like over like tons and tons and tons of pull-ups. Like I really, it was just my pride. I hated people having to help me and there were dudes that needed help on their pull-ups too. But I, as a captain, you can't, I I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Well, before we get to your, your least favorite, (laughs) I think that's, I think that's actually a good point because we have received questions on that from people that are aspiring, uh, type P officers, Stowe's crows, or even cross trainees. And, and they want to know kind of what is expected of them as an officer going through uh, assessment and selection and the pipeline. Can you, can you touch on that a little bit before we hear about your, uh, your most favorite part? <laughs> I would just say you have to, you have to have your shit together because not only do you have to take care of yourself, you have to take care of your dudes and possible ladies. And like, you know, you got to, it's not just about you at that point. And that's yeah. where I ran into some issues at the schoolhouse at when I went to field because I wasn't eating enough and I eventually like almost passed out in the field. And that's how I had a med wash the first time I went through because I wasn't eating. I was just like too stressed out, like taking care of my guys, but you have to take care of yourself so you can take care of other people. Yep. Yeah. And it's the team that gets you through, but as the officer, you don't want to be the weakest link. Like you want to be leading from the front always. Like you don't want, them to be dragging you around. Oh yeah. And how much did Ever. you lean on your NCOs? Oh my gosh. Always. <laughs> NCOs make stuff happen. Yeah. I know. That's what we do. We're, we execute things. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so other, All right. I, All right. <laughs> other than, uh, other than getting stuck in a tree well and then getting glued to the earth by your ruck, uh, that's your worst one. What was your favorite one? What, what event did you walk into and you knew you were just like, I'm going to smoke this. I'm ready for it. The past test. I was, I was doing great. Like that was the best I'd ever done. I was, I was crushing it. You know, like I was running nine 30, getting faster, 14 pull-ups, just kept kept going like 55 57 push-ups which is great for a female so 
65, 70 ads. Like I was like, that's great for shit. that's great for a lot of people. <laughs> that's great for a lot. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to put it just in context. <laughs> you, you start putting yourself in that regular person bucket, and those push-ups and pull-ups are starting to smoke people. That stupid Instagram challenge of ten push-ups where everybody uh, tagged each other. I was like zero, zero, zero. I could do this all day. None of those counted. Yeah. What about mine? <laughs> you heard me. Zero. Not a single click. Just silence. So I actually just have another question about the female because you're bringing it up, the female aspect. I don't want to go too crazy on this, but I do get a lot of messages like girls coming in. They ask, what do you think about a girl coming in and being able to do that stuff? Sounds like you had physical stuff in the bag. What were the challenges that you had specifically, you know, being a female, if any, or if you had a smooth sailing and everyone responsive, then, you know, no, I just I, want to put it out there. My airmen and my lieutenants were great. They would give me feedback if I needed it. I was told to uh, not bark at the dudes so much as like feedback. Actually, actually bark or just, just like no. yell at them? Like the events? Are we, um, exactly. Are we, that's exactly yeah. where I would be. Yeah, that's what I want. I want Nikki to just jump in there and put some, some kind of DMX. You yeah. think this a game? You think this is a game? <laughs> oh, Earl Simmons. I love you, Earl Simmons. He's not dead. I just shout out. Yeah, during the uh, the prep course, they get pissed because we're you know we're you have to do the inspection ahead of time, and you're I'm like with the guy on my guys with the flashlight to make sure that they shaved or sending them back to make sure that they're tight. And sometimes they get pissed if I'd make them go back. So because obviously I don't have to shave, so they get pissed because they're you know they have to go do it again. Well, one day I listened, you know, like fine, you don't want me to criticize, you don't want me to talk, and then we got smoked destroyed <laughs> so then they listened from then on but they well it's just a shame like as you're just getting just the world handed to you on a platter for not shaving the worst part about it is you can't even enjoy that win because you're getting smoked and you're like i told you all this was gonna happen <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes he didn't say anything after that he wasn't like sorry or should have listened to you or anything. He did. Yeah, he never come. Like, hey, my bad. My B, you were right. Sorry. Yeah. Like, oh. I mean, I think four hours into that smoke session, like, oh. <laughs> it was the worst day. It was, it was just a really rough morning. It's like, yeah. You was know. that your was that your worst day in the pipeline? What, what was your worst day? What was the worst day of the pipeline? And the prep course was rough, just because it was, you know, that's a gut. That was a gut check. The whole time, just being smoked. Um, so you're saying every day was the worst day of your day. life. Okay, great. Yeah, it so wasn't, right then. <laughs> it wasn't the worst. It's just every day presented any challenge was something I'd never done before. Okay. So I wouldn't say there was any any worst days. The worst day was the day that I washed out. Oh, well, spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Well, that so, was uh, actually that was actually uh, that was actually what we used to say to all of our teammates whenever we showed up for the day, and that was on the back of our grad shirt. Was today is probably going to be the worst day of your life, so we prepared ourselves every single day for the worst day of our life. So, just on par with what you were saying there. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We all we all know the worst day of your life, and it's every single day at selection, <laughs> <laughs> every single one. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, we're, we're kind of talking about a spoiler alert. You're, you're, um, you know, not an ALO now you're not, you uh, mm-hmm. did not succeed. If you want to go into it, you don't have to go into it a lot. Cause that's not what we're focusing on. Right. Like the fact that you got there, you got picked up, you got to the apprentice course, all of those things stand on their own as a huge testament to how hard you had to work and, and how proud you should be of your effort to be honest with you, because you're, I mean, you're what one of four total that have even ever gotten that far. That's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really is. So I, I hope you hear that for me, but, um, Talk us through what happened at the end. It was uh, night navigation. So I, uh, I missed my target by 143 meters. So it was just the, the compass and, uh, you know, you go, you just go straight and I hit a hard ball rolled when I wasn't supposed to, like I hit cement. I was like, Oh no. Oh no. Am, <laughs> oh no, this is bad. <laughs> I am so lost. I'm so, so, so lost. <laughs> so I like get down my map, like look like a turtle in the road, trying to figure out where the hell I am and uh, recalculate, revector, and just kind of living on a prayer, go that way. And then I just ran out of time. So I cut, I cut my dagger out to see how close I was. And it was 143 meters. So just short. Yeah. Oh, that I've, been there. I've, I've been there land nav and then all yep. of a sudden you're a road and you're like, what? Wait a minute. There's not supposed to be a road right here. And you're like, <laughs> exactly. oh, I yeah. just went three clicks yeah. past. <laughs> I kind of, uh, I kind of alluded to it talking to Amanda before we came on here, but I did the sort of the same thing at I suppose nav dive and, uh, everybody knew the terrain where you should be at kind of what time I was like 15 minutes into my, into my dive. And I could hear jet skis above me. I could see people shining flashlights down into the water. And I was in water that was like seven feet deep. I was doing closer. And I was like, oh, no, this is not right. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was me too. <laughs> you get into the weeds is, on the side. Yeah, the, the weeds. weeds. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, this is bad. This is terrible. <laughs> so come, coming out of that, and I know that had to be a huge letdown, but I'm sure you also yep. have a ton of lessons learned. Like what, what, what are some things you learned, you know, about yourself in, in the pipeline? What advice would you have? Um, you know, knowing what you know now, looking back on it, you know, with, with hindsight being 2020 and you were going to give somebody that's just about to make their journey going into TACP um, to try this thing. What, what advice would you give them and, and what did you learn from it? Oh man. Well, you just have to learn how to fail and not like, you can't let that get you down. Cause I had failed a few times up to that point and you just have to keep on trucking. My, uh, one of the guys, he was uh, going through the PJ assessment there he's like you know you got to burn all the boats i don't know if you've heard if you've heard that i don't know i've never heard heard that one it's one of the worst (laughs) slogans yeah that doesn't make any sense i'll tell you if there's there's any company that uses it a tagline not supporting that company not one bit yeah I don't know. Here we go. Here we go. Oh no, shit! Uh, And that would be available. That would be available on (laughs) vapj.com. Hashtag it out. So, and and we just did a we just did a a podcast just recently on how to fail and how to make failure kind of work for you or fail forward. So that's awesome. Yeah, I I I like that one too because I got to hear myself (laughs) talk, and that's my favorite thing. So yeah. and um, and you know what I can get you one of those flags too. Oh, yeah. You know you know the guy. I, <laughs> you, you don't have a flag. I, I kind of yeah. I know a little bit. That's awesome. Um, I just wish I had trained differently for it. Like I knew nothing about nutrition when I went through. I knew. 
I'm pretty sure like through this quarantine is the most I've stretched probably ever in my life. <laughs> I didn't stretch like, you know, they're like here, like I had a lacrosse ball, but I never used it. And I had a foam roller. I just kind of looked at it. I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm sore. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> so I wish I had done a lot more recovery. That is insane to me to hear that you just like basically like went in blind. You're like, oh yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and see if I can throw my hand in this wood chipper. I know. I just kind of, just kind of get, cause I mean, I did, I knew enough about lifting. Like I ran a division one track in college. So I knew enough about lifting, but I just didn't, I didn't recover as well as I should have or nutrition. Like my gosh, my husband taught me all about, you know, those magical, thing called macros, all the, how much protein you're supposed to be eating, like cut out, cut out sugar, like all this stuff that you're supposed to do. Like, I wish I had known about that. I wish I had stretched more, not necessarily yoga, but there's a lot of stretching that you can do for recovery. That's not quite as uh, woo woo, if you will. Oh, you're not into the woo woo. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the woo woo. Bring on the woo woo. <laughs> I'll take the woo woo. I've been doing woo woo lately, but Again, the uh, like uh, Kelly Staritz, Supple Leopard, um, mm-hmm. so a lot of mobility stuff. I know we just started up a new company, I think, called The Ready State now, but fantastic stuff um, that I wish I had known when I came in. Absolutely. I've been yeah. doing 20-minute uh, 20, 20 stretches by this guy, Tom Merrick, the bodyweight warrior, but he does all crazy awesome stretches like a lot of squat mobility hip mobility shoulders all kinds of goodness and he'll do stretches where like i didn't even know i could bend that way and why is that burning oh god (laughs) that's congratulations you just made a sound clip (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna gonna isolate that one pretty tough mark that one (laughs) mark mark it down and here we go uh thanks very much you're welcome (laughs) <laughs> so, so I, I want to know, looking back, like how much fun did, you know, like looking back, how much fun was it or, or what were the good times, the the growth moments or, you know, how many of those moments did you have where you, it, it sucked, but it was also like you got done and y'all had a good time. Any of those things ever happen or was it just a, a giant suck down fest the whole time? No way. Every day, every day, like, cause it was always something I'd never done before. Like, I learned how to program radio. It was like, I can barely function my cell phone. And I'm like, holy shit. I passed the, I passed radios. Like I did the thing. Like everybody, I did the thing. (laughs) It was amazing. And like land nav was huge for me because sometimes I'll still get lost in the mall parking lot. Like I got unlost in the dark. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Using that magical compass. So like every day. And then the guys, they're just so motivating. Like you just have these gung ho dudes just getting after it every day. I'm learning from them. They took care of me every single day. So it was awesome. I just, I missed the team aspect and the dudes for sure. That's awesome. You got like, that's great to hear that you got accepted and they pulled you in and they probably didn't look at you any different than anyone else either. No. And that's, that was, that's what, was amazing. And they taught me so much because I didn't know anything about boot and foot care. Zero. First round. <laughs> oh, man, come on. That, that is the best. Like, nothing about nutrition, no mobility, nothing. You're just a Division One athlete. And then you were just like, all right, let's do this thing. 
I know. So the, after the first ruck, like I had these massive blisters that as I walked through, all the guys were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> or those massive ones. And then you're just like, I don't know whether I should pop this or not, but it hurts really, really bad. Oh, yeah. I had to go with the popping because I couldn't get my boots back on. But yeah, they taught me, you know, that this magical thing called foot powder. Amazing. <laughs> A little gold bond. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, and they helped me because none of the gear fit me. So uh, one of my airmen, Travis Ross, like he just sat me down. He's like, this is how you adjust your body armor. This is how we can make all your stuff fit you. Like I had no, I had no idea how to make all the adjustments, how to pull it apart. And he took the time on a weekend and just fixed me, which is, which made it so much easier for me to to work, to run in the LBE. Cause now it's not like shaking like this. It's like mm-hmm. actually like snug to my body. So it was awesome. So moments like that, they're so great. Yeah. You, you brought up uh, the nutrition part. I just want to revisit that real quick. Cause I had a very similar experience to you in terms of nutrition that much like you, I didn't know about. And, and it was while I was at dive school, I could slowly start seeing my, my fin, my, fin swims um out in the open water decreasing and i was getting really really close not to passing and one Mm. one instructor actually not not a fellow student but instructor pulled me aside and said you're not eating enough i'm like dude i am stuffing my face at breakfast lunch and dinner he goes that's not enough you were burning you know x amount of calories and you're not taking in enough so what you need to do is you need to grab a whole bunch of milk and cookies and chips and whatever you want to eat and wake up at midnight and <laughs> just stuff your face and then go back to sleep. Cause I was, I was thinking that the sleep was more important at that point, which was, but I, I needed the calories. Yeah. And as I mean, it was like day one that I started doing that new routine and I just felt incredible throughout, not just the swims, but everything else. My numbers just started improving. Yeah. I had to learn how I had to learn how to eat before working out because all my life I'd never it was always like fasted, whatever, you know, cause like before track meets, I'd never eat anything because I just didn't want to throw up for some reason after the race. But during the prep course, they made you eat. So even though I wanted to throw up my oatmeal cause I wasn't hungry, just choking that down, like gets you through. A hundred percent. And we had huge. guys, yeah, guys that would show up to the pass test. We used to do one day one after they showed up from basic training, they'd meet us, we do a pass test. And then they'd run with it. And a lot of guys didn't end up, you know, they did the fasted thing because they're used to it. You can do a, a 20 minute, 30 minute CrossFit workout fasted and you'll be fine because you pound whatever afterwards you go out, eat a breakfast burrito with your buddies or whatever. But when you're doing like a pass test and a back to back over hours, yeah. a lot of them ended up throwing up just water or whatever Gatorade they had in their, their stomach. Cause they're pounding, you know, yogurt, Gatorade apple banana like everything with sugar and it's just going to come up so yeah that is huge for um the students and we made them wake up like two hours early like you were saying peach wake up two hours early go to the jail hall eat together everything as a team all the time and you have time to digest that and you could take another nap after you're done eating or whatever like a 20 minute as you're just chilling and then you take one after um like lunch when you're getting ready for the pool sessions and everything but definitely pounding down that those calories so it gets you through that day because it's just going to be a constant uh, grind you know endurance race yes grind yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, so, if you're if you're worried about maintaining like a 
9% body fat or whatever, and you're entering the pipeline, like that's not the time. No. To, like you're going to end up with a six pack, whether you want to or not, like yep. 99% of the folks that make it through the pipeline. So you need all those calories, all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you're not there to get a six pack anyways. You're there to perform. And that's more important than having that six pack. Even if you have a little bit of extra on there and you, as long as you perform, then you perform. I live my Even life if, like that. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of extra reserves. Yeah. <laughs> never know when you're going to be able to eat again. You never know when you're going to be able to sleep again. You know, so I just keep a little on me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you need to lay down and take a nap, you don't know when the next time you're going to be able to sleep is you get them Z's. Oh. Yes. <laughs> take that little snooze. <laughs> well, man, thanks very much for coming on. It was great to hear everything that you brought to the table and, and, and all the stuff you tried. I want to, I wanted to end here. Any, any, uh, any way you're going back? I was, uh, I was off the, off the call for a second, but, uh, you, you got, uh, you got another shot in you or what? I don't think I can. Cause I'm too high in rank. Cause I'm a major now. Oh, so, yeah. yep. Cause my, my husband actually made it. He was going to try and cross train into the air force from the army and he made it through AAA as well and had such a hard time cross the army wouldn't let him go. So by the time they were willing to let him go, he was too high in rank as well so we're both a ship has sailed unfortunately it but is what it is i know but there, hopefully there i can problems. help yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah, i can help are. other people make it through yeah that'd be awesome and, and are you yeah. okay uh, do you want to put out some socials or, or are you okay with people asking you questions direct once they hear this the tens of people that are our followers <laughs> the tens of people no please absolutely uh, my instagram is i am amanda joy and that's usually where I do all of my stuff. I'm not super huge into Facebook. So absolutely any questions, any training advice, especially for if any females have questions, because you definitely need to train a little bit differently based on how your body handles, how you bear weight. So for sure. Okay. That's awesome. I'll make sure to put the handle in the, uh, in the show notes and, and on the YouTube awesome. and stuff so people can check it out cool. from there. Brian, you want to wrap it up for us? Yeah. Again, man, I really appreciate you coming on here and talking to us a uh, different perspective, the TACP specifically selection. We haven't had been able to get anybody on there to talk about that specifically. So I appreciate you um, talking about that and some of your struggles and the things that you went through. I think overall, listening to the things that you went through, um, a big point, and this is true for all of us that go through selection, pride kind of takes over yeah. whenever you start to suck and you don't want to be that person that is, uh, you know, on the side of the gunnel looking like you're struggling the most. Because I said the same thing in a couple of the podcasts that we've done is just like, you look over and you're like, you know, what? I, I can do this. If this guy's still there, I can freaking do this because, <laughs> you know, whatever you got to say to motivate yourself, Absolutely. but a little bit that of that pride. People looking at me going, dude, this dude's still here. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Assuming yeah. they could find you. But. Yeah. Well, they were looking too high. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's always that competitive edge that gets us going. Like, no one's going to beat me. I'm going to do my absolute best. And, you know, that's what it sounds like. 100%. And at the end of the day, when you've done your best and a hundred percent of what you could do and you made the best of the situation you got, yeah. then that's uh you can walk with your head held up. And that's what I could tell everybody. So I appreciate Absolutely. you also sharing that <laughs> with us. Cause again, we talked about failures on last week's episode, but it's not an easy thing to talk about, especially when at least 10 people are listening to it. <laughs> so yes. at least you're not wrong. Yeah. And <laughs> five of them are right here. So, <laughs> 
Now, I appreciate you uh, coming on here. And again, go ahead and reach out to her if uh, any females have any questions. You guys can also reach out to us or anything. If you have any questions at any time, um, go check out the website. Um, we're going to be putting a couple of updates on there and some new stickers and stuff that we just got in. We're going to be selling those. So check those out. And again, if you guys ever have any questions or need any advice on any of the career fields, you can always hit us up and we are here for you. Uh, any shows that you want to see us do or any people that you want to see us interview, then uh, we're welcome any, uh, any recommendations. So again, thank you for taking the time, Amanda, to come out here and talk to us. Um, anytime you want to come back on, just let us know. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks no problem. Coming. All right, you guys go out there and train hard, like Aaron said. Burn the, the boats. And burn the boats. <laughs>